Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. And you can be part of the show, one three hundred seven three six, or text in 0427-154-166. That is the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn, and roof restoration. Men's, our next guest is a great man with great hair. Uh, He's brought to us by Tire Power. Their hot summer sale, it's on now. Get 25% off selected Kumo passenger SUV and four-wheel drive tires now at Tire Power. Barat Sunderason, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA, my friend. Uh, thanks for having me on, Bont. Uh, I'm uh, disappointed that I didn't catch you uh, during the test. But, I mean, what do you do if the test finishes in less than three hours, what, two and a half days? Yeah, my plan was to pop in on Saturday, but obviously that didn't work. Um, what were you thinking? <laughs> not much, obviously. Hey, let's talk about that. How, how do you reflect on the test match against the West Indies? Uh, I mean, at least we got some some sort of competition when the West Indies were bowling, uh, thanks to Damien Hoff and, and the sporting pitch. And look, I think I'm glad we got a pitch like that because uh, I guess in a way when there's such a big discrepancy in terms of class and uh, just in terms of experience between two teams, you actually need a pitch which kind of gives uh, uh, the inexperienced team something. And I thought... Uh, the West Indians were much more disciplined this time around than last summer. Uh, I mean, obviously, there was the big debut for Shama Joseph, but even even Roach and Alzari Joseph and everything else, I think everybody else uh, chipped in. Uh, but again, I mean, with the bat, uh, you could see. I mean, when you have a middle order with the test experience of uh, three matches between them and also not a lot of first-class experience, you they stood no chance against uh, Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins and, and Lyon and uh, you know, you don't even need much of green on Marsh. Like so, ob- obvious, um, you know, big distinction in class between the two teams. But uh, Australia just roll on this summer, don't they? They certainly do. And uh, look, you're, you're right though. Pakistan took it to Australia, and West Indies were okay in patches, and maybe more surprising what, than what people thought. This Thursday at the Gabba day-night test, there, do we expect any changes in particular for the Australian side? Usman Khawaja looks like he's cleared concussion protocol, mm. so. I imagine, Barat, we're going in with the same 11. No, with the same 11. And I think uh, there's been a lot of talk of uh, maybe the fast bowlers being rotated. But but because of uh, the kind of pitches we've got, and like Josh Hazelwood has said a few times already this summer, uh, none of them have really had to bowl long spells. Right? It's not that they've had to come back for their fifth or sixth spell. Uh, so they've been relatively fresh going into each test. Uh, and this gap between the the Pakistan series and the Adelaide test would also have helped. So, uh, especially with the test finishing in what two and a half days, uh, I can't see them um, wanting rest or, or or the selectors even considering resting any of them. Uh, and it will be, I think, a, uh, the first time in nearly ten years that uh, Australia would have fielded the same uh, bowling lineup through throughout the summer. So, uh, I can't see any changes. I mean, good news on Usman Khawaja, though. I mean, that looked a little scary when. Uh, he was spitting out blood, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good that he's cleared everything and he'll be good to go again. 
That is great news that he has cleared the concussion protocols. Now, what do we expect from the Gabba and the day-night test? Are we expecting it to potentially last three days or more in this one, Barat? Well, you remember the pitch we got at the Gabba last year yes. against South Africa for the Red Bull test. Uh, I doubt we'll get anything as spicy as that. That was uh, next level, but uh, what the game didn't even go past day two. Uh, but look, the ping ball test does bring with it its own challenges, right? It's uh, it's almost played in two parts. Um, batting always seems easier during the day, but then as soon as the lights come on, it gets a little challenging. I mean, because it's Brisbane, uh, I uh, from from memory, I think you'll get uh, a bit more play under lights. Actually, like you know, in Adelaide, it's literally the last forty-five minutes or so where it's sort of pitch black, isn't it, or pitch dark? So uh, I guess the bowlers will have uh, a bigger say. Uh, but again, I mean, look, hopefully the West Indies continue on impressing with the ball. Um, and also maybe, look, some of their batters have got one test match experience now, so maybe that comes in handy. But it's going to be a mighty task for them to compete. But I saw the weather forecast this afternoon, just as you do before you pack. Uh, not that I put in too much thought into my packing, as uh, everybody knows, but uh, I was just I just wanted to check what the weather is like. And it looks like this forecast for rain from... Friday onwards, so that could uh, drag the game uh, deeper. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be a question of um, can the Australian batters really, you know, kind of put on a show? Can Steve Smith make a big score as opener? I think that'll be the big uh, talking, or those will be the big talking points going into the test. Uh, but yeah, I mean, result-wise, it looks pretty pretty obvious which way it'll go. All right, let's uh, switch over to the Adelaide Strikers in the BBL. Do you think many people gave them a chance of knocking off the Scorchers on Saturday night? Not really, especially after you know the the depletion of the squad with uh, some of their players leaving. Uh, but you know how how happy are we for the likes of Cameron Boyce and especially Lloyd Pope? I mean, Bonds, you and I have commentated in a lot of Redbacks games over the years where uh, you know we we felt bad for Lloyd Pope. I mean, he'd have these expensive spells and you'd yeah. see him all by himself on the fine leg boundary. Uh, not really sure of where uh, you know his next wicket's going to come from. What lies ahead and um, I, and, you know, Cameron Boyce, uh, I, I said, I told someone, he, he's someone that Australian cricket seemed to have moved on from, and Lloyd Pope was someone Australian cricket seemed to have forgotten. So good to see them come together and star in that fashion to, uh, you know, down the mighty Scotchers. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, but I guess, I mean, the whole weekend was Adelaide versus Perth in terms of, oh, look at the, look at the, look at the crowds we did versus you did. So Adelaide beat them on that front. What, 60,000 people in three days compared to 42,000 over four days? Uh, and also on the field with the strikers downing the scotches. But no, uh, really, really good to see, um, you know, some Australian talent of that, uh, that that type stand up, put their hand up and, you know, take the strikers to within one, uh, one game of playing the big finals. Barat, what does it say about the T20 spin bowlers in Australia when the best two spinners are Cam Boyce and Steve O'Keefe? Uh, I know, right? It uh, says a lot, to be honest, uh, Bonds. And uh, also because, you know, because Zampa has been so good and, and also Australia's T20 schedule is such that the games are all spread out and he in, ends up playing most most of the games. A lot of these others have really not got the opportunity, the younger lot, uh, to come through. Uh, you know, and then uh, we've seen it in test cricket as well. Uh, I guess because Nathan Lyon's been as brilliant as he's been, uh, we've had to wait a long time before we've seen a young spinner really put his hand up and, and make a name for himself in Todd Murphy. So, uh, well, that'll always be there. But 
I guess the beauty of T20 cricket, though, is age no bar, right? I mean, I guess Stephen O'Keefe's time uh, of playing T20 cricket for Australia might have come and gone, but Cameron Boyce is still in his mid-30s. And like I said, Lloyd Pope is in his mid-20s. So, I mean, it's just one game, but it, those are good signs. Uh, but again, I just it just tells you a lot more about the scheduling and maybe also the kind of pitches the BBL gets played on. I guess it's been surprising that these low-scoring uh, totals seem to be winning totals for teams batting first. It is interesting, Bharat. And the game tonight, the Brisbane Heat taking on the Adelaide Strikers. In Carrara, this game is now. Yep. Bharat... Mm. What chance do you give the strikers? I mean, we know that Munro is gone. We know that Billings has gone from that Brisbane Heat lineup as well as their Australia players. So with that loss the other night to the Sixers, do you see some real vulnerability and pressure on the Heat rather than the strikers tonight? Yeah, I, absolutely I do. And I, I don't think uh, the pitch at the Carrara really suited the uh, supposed home team, did it? Uh, and, and, you know, they played a lot of their games at the Gabba. And, and can I sound a little... Uh, intelligent, try and sound a little intelligent here. Yeah, it's a little like the Brisbane Lions playing at the Gabba, right? Like their Oof. home crowd support and everything else. Oh, uh, how about that? Uh, <laughs> that was excellent. Oh excellent, Baz. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I feel so good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I mean, it was similar. I mean, if, if they had the Lions had to play somewhere else in the big final uh, in their home state, it would be quite the challenge. And that's what it felt like the other day. I mean, in my mind, Michael Neeson, obviously, as he always does, uh, was amongst the wicket, but uh, the batting did look very fallible uh, against uh, uh, that Sydney Sixers attack. So uh, I do give Adelaide a chance. I mean, if they can uh, do what they did against uh, the Scotchers, put runs on the board, I think they do have the bowling against a pretty weakened Brisbane batting uh, to, to make it count and, yeah, go all the way. Barat, we had Jason Gillespie and Tim Payne on the show last week, and they spoke about scrapping the BBL draft. So they can sign mm. these overseas players on long-term contracts. For the example, Jamie Overton, they want to keep him in Adelaide. They want to sign him to a long-term deal and stop him from leaving before the end of the season as well because mm. he'd already signed that other contract to leave before the finals. So um, what are your thoughts on scrapping the BBL draft? Well, I, like with the IPL auction, the last couple of years, the BBL draft itself has become a TV product as well. I mean, it's become its own entity, hasn't it? Uh, and Cricket Australia and, and uh, those running the BBL have, have put a lot of um, impetus on the draft and how it plays out, I guess. So uh, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely get where Tim Payne's coming from. I mean, if you're part of the coaching staff of a team and you've just uh, it's just got a player uh, of that caliber, of that experience, just kind of getting acclimatized to, to the team setup and uh, even playing at, at that uh, particular home ground to once again lose them in two years' time or three years' time, and then once again bring in new players uh, cannot be easy. But again, it goes back to the challenge of holding on to players in the current climate uh, that is world cricket, right? I mean, uh, the IL-20 is about to start uh, today, or if it hasn't started already. But there's D20 cricket happening everywhere uh, right now. So, I mean, that also plays a, plays a role, and I guess it, it boils down to where the BBL stands in, as, 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 as a tournament in terms of the pecking order when it comes to these T20 leagues and where players want to play. So, uh, no, I mean, interesting, it's again part of this whole uh, debate around players and what kind of say they have on their own careers and franchises around the world wanting to hold on to them. But I can't see the draft, draft going away purely because of how it's been built up by Cricket Australia and the BBL in the last two years. 
Yeah, it's a very fair point. But at the last one I want to finish on before we let you go, India take on England at the exact same time that Australia take on the West Indies this Thursday. It's a five-test series between India and England, obviously in India. Do you give England any chance in Indian conditions or is it the Indians will be far too strong for the English in your eyes? I think Harry Brook is a huge loss. I mean, we still don't know if he will play any part at all if he comes back. Uh, but as you know, he's left home for personal reasons. Uh, but, you know, I think I've seen, I've covered a lot of England cricket in India over the years when I was still there. Uh, the one time they did win was 2012. When they played, I mean, they didn't play basketball cricket, but they played such positive cricket. Uh, I think Kevin Peterson's innings in Mumbai is still one of the best I've ever written on. And I've had the privilege of staying live. Uh, so I think, if anything, this is your best chance. I mean, in India, you just have to take it to them. A lot like playing Australia and Australia, right? You have to be relentless, just keep attacking them and hope they break. And I can see that happening. Uh, that Indian batting lineup, when it comes to test cricket, has been tested in recent times. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what kind of pitches you get. If India do produce lottery pitches like they did against Australia, uh, then watch out. Uh, I think it's, I'm glad that it's a five match series and not, uh, I mean, it's, oh, now India, England, Australia will play five match series, but you know, in a three match series, one, one or two tests early on go against England, it's all over. I can see in this England team fighting back even if they lose the first test, just purely because of the way they play. Uh, so, a lot to look forward to. Uh, and thankfully for England, a lot of lovely golf courses all around India. So, you know, they can spend day four and five playing golf. <laughs> Oh, Barat, thanks for your time. Uh, it's great chatting with you again. Are you out walking the dogs? Sounds like you're walking around. Uh, oh, no, I'm just in the backyard in the okay. hills, just uh, watching my wife work in the garden, actually. I should go and chip <laughs> in and do this. Well, you better go and chip in. <laughs> thanks, Baz, and uh, have, a great, have a great time in Queensland. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And uh, like I said, it, uh, it's a, a big moment for me uh, doing that big crossover between cricket and footy. Long may it last. Love that, Barat. <laughs> great work, Barat. Uh, Barat Sunderason there uh, from Crick Valley.